G'day humans, what's a good boy? Chris Fund here with Freddy Sox for another edition of Wrestling Gold Style. Alex, how you going, mate? I'm doing great today, man. Um, bit of an outside-of-the-box choice from you for this episode. Yeah, so we're talking uh, Fallout Down Under, but outside the ring, the wrestling documentary of PCW from Melbourne, Australia. Uh, yeah, this was something I had no idea existed. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I thought it'd be something um, cool that you haven't seen before, something different. Um, yeah, you haven't really watched too much uh, PCW before, other than the um, the sort of Grand Slam show, so I thought this would be something good for you to watch. What do you think? I thought this was a real easy watch. Um, it did come up across as like very low budget at times because it probably is very low budget um so that's fine like it's a youtube documentary so that's fine um yeah it was really interesting uh we should probably just dive straight into it yeah so they sort of um kick things off here with uh tricky talking about his time in um pcw his sort of uh roles he's acquired uh, backstage and whatnot, and how he's now sort of uh, a head trainer of the PCW Academy. Yeah, I, I wasn't even aware of this. Oh, there you go. There you go. Um, talks about how the um, the classes he has, how he sets up to train a wrestler. It's, well, you've got to learn the fundamentals, and if you can't learn the fundamentals and you can't learn the basic moves and once you've learned the basic moves then we put that all together so you can sort of then go out there and start having some matches because you're putting it all together yeah it makes sense <laughs> um talks about pcw's schedule how they run every saturday and one time the previous year when this was filmed they missed one weekend so pcw decided to double run do a friday and saturday to make up for their lost weekend yeah and like i couldn't really tell if they were like hinting because they wanted to make it up to the fans or if they meant they were making it up financially i think more so to the fans because they do have a pretty dedicated fan base and yeah prior to covid they were packing out the um oh what is it south no, that's the Basketball Centre. Um, no, I think it is South East Melbourne Entertainment Centre. Oh, that's now to look it up. right. It sounds familiar. Everything sounds familiar. COVID time. Everything blurs into one, goddammit. Sure um, does, man. But yeah, they're one. I think they're the only company in Australia that has their own arena. Or their own purpose-built arena. So yeah. W- what do you think up until this point sort of thing, uh, how they're sort of laying out uh, for anyone new to PCW, this is what we do sort of thing? Yeah, I thought it was uh, pretty good. Um, like nothing too groundbreaking or surprising. Um, it's just sort of the struggles of independent wrestling. So if you miss a show, you're going to have to make up for it, all that sort of stuff. Um, yeah, it, it was uh, tricky. Come comes across as a really well-spoken, sort of intelligent dude who's really passionate about wrestling, and 
Yeah, I'd like to see a bit more of him. Uh, yeah, I was right. South Eastern Entertainment Centre in Ferntree Cully, Melbourne. Um, yeah, also introduced at this point to Lucas Daniels, who had a major role uh, on the Grand Slam show we reviewed last year, which is about uh, about four years later of this documentary. Yeah. So uh, he had the match against, um, oh, I think it might have been Ryan Rapid of RB4K for that. It um, was. It was, yeah. The PCW yep. title so, versus the RB4K title. Yep, now that you say it, that's exactly who it was. Uh, then we're later introduced to uh, Rorty, which is Sammy Falcon and his um, on-screen, off-screen partner of uh, Queen Bianca. I've obviously recently watched Sammy Falcon in action for Deathmatch Down Under, so this was a nice little surprise. Um, never really heard of Queen Bianca before. Yeah, this is sort of before my time uh, watching PCW as well. So I'm not too familiar with yeah. um, some of her work, but... This is where um, RB4K begins, where it oh, is, um, nice. where it is, uh, re- respect your king, respect your queen, um, the royalty, and then it becomes RB4K, rebels before kings. Right. Okay. I had no idea what RB4K even meant. So there you go. <laughs> you know, I'm always going to talk up RB4K every chance I get. Of course, of course. We're, we're, we're both uh, not very unbiased when it comes to certain people. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, so they're talking about uh, how they met, how their relationship got started in and out of the ring. Sort of a, a little weird look um, behind the scenes where they met in training. Um, I suppose something that a lot of people wouldn't normally get to see. And uh, you see many others um, behind the scenes when they're showing this footage. You see Nate Cross, uh, who's sort of uh, a mainstay in PCW, um, sort of a high flyer. You see Aisha in the background, a future member of RB4K as well. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, it is um, cool for um, people who are more familiar with PCW as well to see all these um, other names pop up throughout this documentary as well. Um, This is a very short documentary and there's not really a lot in here. Um, Then we go to some of the um, sort of fan interviews. There's uh, Slugger's dad who gets interviewed talking about Wake. Yeah, I wanted more from Slugger's dad. (laughs) Also, I want to watch Slugger's dad wrestle. He looks like a big dude. Throw him in there. Yeah, he was saying that he's too old to do it, so he's um <laughs> yeah his son's gonna do it. <laughs> yep. Uh, it's totally Wake... gonna happen if I ever have a kid. <laughs> Wake talks about his um career, how he started, and his um changing looks throughout time to what Wake is now. This sort of horror, I suppose, goth sort of thing in a sense with the white face paint, the red X on his face. Yeah, um, I believe I might have complained about this guy's look when we did Grand Slam because I was like, oh, it's so horribly done, the face paint. 
Yeah. And like the indie gothic wrestler with face paint is so played out. But it's really true to this dude's personality. And he talks about his time being known as Shady Mac in 2014, getting chances from the crowd of Slim Shady. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair enough. Good so, humor by the crowd there. Uh, when you see him do his um, sort of his uh, ring interview and he's just there in his beanie and his um, T-shirt and then you see him splice in the, um, the footage of him actually in his face paint and his hair's done for his match and that, he's a totally different character. Like, you wouldn't recognize him going down the street. Yeah, definitely. Did you find that, like, Wake kind of came across a bit dickish? In the sit-down portion of his interview? Um, Like, there's just a certain, like, yeah, whatever to all of his answers. Like, it's probably just him. It's probably just real laid back or, like, kind of, like, um, sarcastic or something like that. But, yeah, it came across a little bit dickish. I just took it more to the fact that he's um, sort of more of a, a heel character um is wake and he's probably looking at this going i'm doing this out of character for the company why am i doing this maybe yeah yeah probably uh they interviewed some of the fans here asking them uh what do you like about wrestling what wrestlers do you like how long you've been a wrestling fan sort of a lot of um generic answers there who do you like someone says adam cole and to date this (laughs) this show they use the Adam Cole photo of him in Ring of Honor when they're showing up the photos. Yeah, that was hilarious. I was like, whoa, oh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense, but yeah, whoa. Uh, the female fan they interviewed talks up Shawn Michaels and how much his uh, 2005 run meant to her. Isn't yeah, that, uh, that is... against God or with bel- God? I believe it does lead to the God thing, yeah. Uh, fair enough. Yeah, um, hey, if you grow up watching something, it doesn't matter what's on in front of you. If it's on in front of you, it means something to you when you get older. Yeah. Um, after the fans, Tricky like pulls up the, um, the ring mats and actually shows the documentary crew what the actual ring is, showing that it is hardwood under the yeah. ring that it's a, a very thin covering and wake actually does like this big dive off the top rope to show how loud it is. Yeah. Tricky saying, Oh yeah, well we don't use the term. It's fake. You know, it's the same as any other entertainment, like a movie or anything yeah. else you go to see like a play, which is true. Yeah, definitely. You're not going to go to somebody who spent $60 on gold room at Marvel at the cinemas to see Marvel Endgame and go, you know, it's fake, right? Because <laughs> you're going to be the one there looking like an idiot. Yeah, exactly. Uh, talk about the chair shots, saying how these fake like chair shots, in fairness, they were to the back, the ones they showed here. Um, yeah. And then splice in a photo of Sammy's back backstage, all um, bruised and uh, swollen. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then they sort of... Uh, finish on that uh tricky saying like how hard it is and how much work everyone puts in and then they just sort of roll credits thanking all the wrestlers who um 
gave their time for the interview and that. Yeah, I thought this was a pretty fun, easy watch. Uh, it was very enlightening to me, being someone that doesn't know a great deal about PCW, so I thought this was a good watch. Yeah, yeah, and they are, as we speak about this in June of 2021, yes, COVID time makes a dates hard to track uh they are coming back soon hopefully uh following the lifting of the latest victorian restrictions yeah um so that'll be good to have them back um with their own venue um hopefully they can do a fair bit there because they haven't properly run i think since summer series at least in a taping sense um yeah, so overall thoughts on the documentary? Anything uh, new you learned? Anything stand out? Um, so the thing that stood out for the, the most for me was just how lovable Slugger's dad is in the little bits that he got to talk. I don't know. I just wanted to hang out with him, have a beer, talk about life. Um, he's like hanging out in a Shinsuke Nakamura T-shirt. and Yeah. Oh, I want to be friends with that dude. Um, yeah, Tricky really stood out to me because, like, I've seen him wrestle before, but I didn't know too much about him. Had no idea he was running the show back there, like in terms of training and all that sort of stuff. And he's like the he helps with production and stuff like that. So yeah, that really stood out to me. Um, yeah, I thought this was a really fun watch. Yeah, yeah, I'd say so too. Um, thumbs up. Are we doing beers or just thumbs for this documentary because it's so short? Oh, like, it, yeah, it's tough to give it beers because it was so short. But, like, the shortness of it sort of automatically makes it a four and a half. Yeah, I was going to agree if you go four. Yeah. Um. Yeah, really... Really good watch. Um, hopefully, uh, yeah, following lockdown five, I think five. Uh, yeah, they can come back and start running again soon because it'd be good to have Victorian wrestling running again. Poor buggers had their stadium show and then everything shut down. Yeah. Oh well. Um, Alex, uh, where can the good humans find you? You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Fruity as Alex. You can find us at Wrestling Ozstyle, at Wrestle Ozstyle on Instagram and Twitter. Search us up on Facebook, Wrestling Ozstyle, all with an A U S. And you can find Chris at at I'm Chris Funder as well. You can go back listen to the entire Wrestling Ozstyle archive for free on SoundCloud, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn. Weekly Wrestling Rap Wednesday on YouTube or using the RSS feed found the show notes below for your podcast of choice, including Apple. Nothing left to say, but good day, and we'll speak to you next time.
So I had no idea who Slugger is. Is it just like this young guy that comes out and is just like a baseball player? Yeah, that's kind of what I gathered. He's like a young student in the uh, Melbourne Aces gear. Yeah, I, I love that. <laughs> I what love was that. the what was the uh, the WWE guy who had the uh, baseball face paint? Yeah, that was uh, Steve Lombardi, the Brooklyn Brawler, and he was Abe Knuckleball Schwartz. Maybe that's his long-lost great-uncle. Oh, man. Yeah, I want more, like, wrestlers whose gimmick is that they're not a wrestler. Like, oh, yeah, here's um, here's the rugby gimmick. Here's the AFL gimmick. I guess the Brat Pack kind of are. They're more like of a country league sort of breed, I guess. Yeah. Well, Avery's from the bush. Yeah. Uh, I suppose, yeah, you got that. Um, yeah. More sports, damn it. Yeah. I, I remember that there was an Aussie indie wrestler. I don't know if he's still out there. But in the early 2000s, there was an Aussie indie wrestler called The Captain. And his whole gimmick was that he was a cricketer. And his, like, finisher was, like, he'd rub an imaginary cricket ball on his white pants and then, like, run up, do a bowling run up and hit a clothesline. He wrestled for AWF. I, w- I want another cricket gimmick. Give us a cricket gimmick. This wasn't Cracker Jack, was it? Because he has an thing for cricket bats no no this was a dude called the captain and he wrestled in the awf here had like zinc on his face he wore whites uh, oh man i'm gonna have to google this 2003 ish yeah possibly yeah possibly uh, well, says... like i would say like mid 2000s yeah, I found him. Yeah? Can you... You found a picture of him? No, no, I've just found their... Uh, their cage match. There's no link to socials or anything. Oh. Hang on. Just for you, mate. I'll see if I can find it. I found it. Sending Ooh. it through now. A lost relic of time. Perhaps. Yeah. What? Why is this not sending? Hang on. Technical difficulties. Wanting to get my reaction on air. We go to the uh, third umpire. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's it's got exa- the uh, Dennis Lilly stash going. Yeah, it's exactly what you expect, right? <laughs> Yeah. Um, could have just gone to the uh, local sports store and done away with the very expensive Crooked Australia gear, but uh, sure. <laughs> yeah, like th- that whole get up probably cost about 20 bucks. 20 bucks? That it's Crooked look- Australia branded, that's a backyard cricket bat. <laughs> yeah. That, that would cost like maybe eight bucks in a bundle with some really short stumps. Okay. That Cricket Australia branded shirt 
you can tell just by looking at the photo how thin the material is because you can almost see his chest hair through the shirt. Mate, that that wouldn't cost more than 15 bucks, surely. And those whites, oh, yeah, that's the sort of stuff you could get from the op shop. Those (laughs) pants, yeah. Yeah, oh, the expensive stuff's everything that has, like, grey nickels or Spartan or whatever written on it, or Kookaburra. The Cricket Cricket Australia branded stuff, that's the real cheap stuff. Oh. Anyway, wow. (laughs) Bye.